welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I am so happy to be back online on the air. It has just been a crazy couple of weeks, so forgive me for my small hiatus, but I am here. And what I am going to talk about today is Christmas time at Disneyland Resort. This is such a special time that it deserves its very own episode. So we're going to walk through that. But before we do, I'd like to start with a few, I'll call them housekeeping items. The first one is, please be sure to follow the links in the show notes. Um, We have links to Instagram and Facebook and the website and Patreon and all of those places. I promise that I am going to be better at uh, posting to social media so um, you can hold me accountable. I also have my email address there. I would love to hear from you. If ever you are interested in sharing your personal experiences or your favorite attractions or downtown Disney, or where you like to stay, or anything related to the Disneyland Resort, I would love to hear it. Drop me an email. You can either tell me the story in email, or we can arrange to have a conversation, however you would like to do it. But I am asking you to share with me your experiences. And my email address is in the show notes. You can find all of this information at DisneylandDevoted.com on the website. So um, also just to touch base on news, I'm sure everyone is fully aware of this, but there is absolutely no Disneyland or DCA opening up in 2020. And Disneyland Resort is going to close for the first time ever on Christmas Day. So it's been just a crazy 2020 I miss Disneyland and DCA so terribly. I know downtown Disney is open. They opened up Buena Vista Street in DCA for shopping. However, they had to close all of the indoor and outdoor dining locations. Only the, um, if they could do takeout, could you order and get food from a Disneyland Resort location And you had to eat it off property. So numbers are spiking in California. This is driving all of this. And it's just so sad. And of course, it's really important to be safe. No matter how much I miss Disneyland and all things Disneyland Resort, I completely understand that public health and safety is priority number one. So with that, let's go ahead and dive into Christmas time at the Disneyland Resort. So I've probably said this in a previous podcast, so forgive me, but the truth is someone said to me years ago, probably 10 years ago now, that there was something very special about going to Disneyland at Christmas time. And it was just more magical and more special than usual. And being a diehard Disney fan my whole life, it just, that didn't seem logical. And it was also surprising that I had never been at Christmas time. So um, I decided, well, I must, I must see this because I kind of was prepared to not believe it. (laughs) So... We made plans to go the first week of December. 
Now I made those plans because I had worked with someone who used to work at Disney World and he said that two weeks before and after Thanksgiving or before and during Christmas was really, really crowded. So I thought, okay, the first week of December should be a really good time. It's And I also tested popularity by room rates. So checking out hotels in the area, I would put in the days like the first week and then kind of creeping towards Christmas and you can see the rates spiking as we went. So I just knew that this was a good time and we did a four-day weekend and decided to go then. So I'm just going to walk you through what it was like through my eyes. So we go and we stay off property and we're staying at the Days Inn, which is just across Ball Avenue. So it's on Harbor, if you're familiar with that area, and it's past the five, you go over the five freeway, and then it's there on the left-hand side. And it's walking distance to the resort, and I've Disneyland Resort, that is. And I've mentioned this in other episodes. We really like that hotel. It's inexpensive in comparison. It's not the Taj Mahal by any stretch, but it's it's beautiful. And it does everything that you need it to do. And it's close and far enough. And it's all of those things. So we stay there. Now, it's Christmas time. So there's a lot of you know, the city itself has some decorations. And it's actually pretty cold. Now, not really being all that familiar with winter weather in Anaheim because I had never been there in Anaheim, but my assumption was that uh, Anaheim was going to be just like typical Southern California weather and it wasn't going to be that cold, although we did pack, you know, some long sleeves and whatnot. So we get to the hotel and, you know, I'm like, bursting at the seams like I always am because I cannot wait to get on property. And I have a little rule where I don't really like to go buy property or see it until I'm ready to see it because it's like an unveiling. It's like just the greatest thing ever. So we get up at the crack of dawn the next day, as I always make us do, and we head over there. Now, here's the thing. The magic starts well before you are on property As you are approaching Disneyland Resort, be that walking up to it like we were, staying nearby, staying on property, or parking in a parking garage, the magic starts there. As you are approaching, you start to see an increase of wonderful holiday decorations, like wreaths and garland and Mickey Mouse ears and green and red and it's just like Christmas has just come alive like someone has just turned on the switch so you're starting to feel it before you actually get on property and the closer you get to property you start to hear it you start to hear music Like there's regular, you know, Disney music intermingled with holiday music. You can see the decorations. The temperature has dropped. So you're starting to feel that magic before you even step foot on property. And 
one thing I didn't really realize until this time frame is there's a lot of tall things on the Disneyland Resort. Tall lampposts and buildings and trees. And those things are decorated. So your eyes are like going up and you're seeing these decorations and this Christmas spirit way up high all around you. So you're starting to get excited, right? It, it's Christmas. It's colder. You can see it. You're starting to feel like, okay, all right, all right, this is cool. So then whether you come through the tram in the parking garage or a bus or a shuttle from the hotel or you're walking, you get to transportation of some sort and now it's starting to kick up a notch because now you're closer to the gates and closer to the theme parks closer to the esplanade which is that center area between the two parks closer to downtown disney you're just starting to get just a little bit closer and again the music is you know a little bit louder now there's even more decorations and then you start to see the people around you so all the guests that have come to Disneyland Resort are also in the spirit right they're wearing christmas sweaters disney christmas sweaters disney gear they're starting to sport more green and red it's starting to be all around you, not just buildings and light posts and wreaths and things like that, but the people around you. And there's always a lot of them, right? And Christmas stockings and just all of the the way that the guests are, you know, expressing themselves that they're also in the Christmas spirit. Plus, people are wearing jackets and hats and gloves because it's pretty darn cold this first visit, right? To the point where I'm thinking my daughter is just a little over two. And I'm thinking, did we pack enough for her? And now that I say how old she was, it was nine years ago. So I'm starting to think, hmm, I hope that we have enough warm things for her because it's it's starting to feel cold. And this is just walking up to the property, right? So we're walking into the transportation area where all the shuttles are dropping people off. And, you know, there's a lot of people around. The music is playing. The buses have a Christmas decoration on them. We're getting closer. And this is, you know, before there was uh, a big security checkpoint and things like this. This is totally different than you could just like kind of walk right up to the gates. So we get in line and, you know, it's just everywhere. There's just everything around you, all the people around you. My daughter's in a stroller, my son, you know, my husband and I were like all standing there. We're cold as all get out. Wish that we had hot chocolate or something. And that beautiful garden area right in front of the train station through the gates you can see is decorated for Christmas with the red and the green and the white and the flowers are beautiful. The poles right there have wreaths. I mean, it is just Christmas expression right there and we're standing in line we're ready to go in you know we we it opens 
a little bit before the park opens, and this is where they let us up through Main Street before rope drop, which is my favorite thing because I like to be inside Disneyland. So we get in with everyone. We're taking pictures of the flowers and the train station and all of that like usual. And we always seem to go to the right when we would visit. Like, I don't even know why, but it was just natural. We always entered on the right side of the train station. But once we lived there, we would go on the left as well. But during this time, we always went to the right. So we go to the right. We're filing in onto Main Street like everybody And as soon as you get through the tunnel by the train station, it's, it's unbelievable. The Christmas tree that's, I mean, this is early in the morning, so it's bright and sunny, but yet that Christmas tree is glistening. The light is reflecting off of the ornaments and the lights on the tree. So even though it's not lit up, it's still sparkly and beautiful and exceptionally tall. That court area right there is just full of bows and garland and wreaths and Christmas everywhere. It's the, you don't even realize it, but smells are starting to penetrate the air. Baking smells, apple and cinnamon and churros and pie and all of these wonderful, magical, seasonal, spicy scents are filling the air. And like I said, you don't even realize it. You just know that it's like you've walked into the most welcoming home ever with just like scents that are like pulling you in. So you're seeing this giant Christmas tree and all these decorations. And again, all the people around are decorated themselves, right? They have like Christmassy magical ears on and they have Christmas-like Disney attire and backpacks and things like that. But the cast members are wearing these wool jackets that are so adorable. It's like part of their costume throughout Disneyland. They're they're like retro looking where they kind of go in a little bit and then flare out. At least on the women, they look like that. And the men, they were straight and they have hats on to match and they're wearing gloves. And it's like... You've just walked into this winter wonderland and they all kind of look the same. And I, it stood out to me like even in the coldness, their uniform is consistent and it's so Disney-esque. It's so cute where I wanted one of those jackets. And I still want one of those jackets. So we're getting on Main Street. The, you know, there's Christmas decorations in the windows. There's bells chiming in the background there's music playing this you know it smells delicious and it's freezing I mean we are so cold so because we've got a couple minutes because it isn't rope drop I jump into this store on my right hand side and buy mittens for my daughter or I should say gloves for my daughter and me I mean it was just like we needed extra I don't know we didn't have gloves or something but I needed them because I was very cold and then we go to rope drop 
and you know the anticipation if you've never done that I, I I've mentioned this before I don't really know the formula I don't know when they let you in and stop you at like the hub and then wait for let's say eight o'clock is the is the time the park opens like where they let you in on Main Street and stop you right there and then at eight o'clock they literally drop the ropes and let you in or sometimes they don't even let you through the gates till eight. So I, I don't really know when and how this works, but I feel very lucky when I get to go through the gates. That to say, even when you don't get to go through the gates, it's kind of exciting outside as well because they do a countdown and it's like the cast members are getting the crowd ready to go and they're counting down from like 30 sometimes it feels like and then you know it's like cheering out there and it's all this big crowd so like it's infectious and it feels really good so that's fun also but I just want to get inside so quickly that I get excited when we get to go in so on this day we were there we got our gloves we're freezing but we're just like taking in all of the sights and sounds and smells and it's because it's cold it makes it feel even more wintry it's just so awesome. We haven't done anything yet. So now it's rope drop, right? And so we have a tendency to go straight to fantasy land and hit Peter Pan first and just hit all of those areas. And remember, I have a two-year-old with me. So we go straight there and I should let me back up. That's not true. We don't go straight there. We stop at a cart and get hot chocolate because we need to warm up. It's freezing. So we get over to fantasy land and just like everything we've seen so far, <clears throat> it's decorated beautifully. The music is intermingling, you know, regular Disney songs, Christmas songs, jingle bells, like not just the song, but the actual bells ringing in the background. The carousels got green garland and there's wreaths and garland like flowing from, you know, from light pole to light pole and there's bows everywhere. And it's just... It's just beautiful. I mean, if you love Christmas decorations, if you drive around and look at Christmas lights and Christmas decorations, that's, I mean, that's everywhere. It's, and it's tastefully done, not tacky over the top, just tastefully splashed with Christmas. So we, you know, we start our rides or whatever. And again, it's, it's morning and we do our routine and everywhere we go in the park, it, it's our first time ever experiencing it, it all decorated. And there's so many trees and so many Christmas decorations all around. And so we, you know, we're doing our thing and um, freezing, doing our thing and freezing. And we go like we always do. Um, we go until about midday and then we go back and we take our nap and then we come back around four-ish. Now, because it's winter, the sun goes down and, you know, it's um, Pacific time zone. So, you know, it goes back an hour and so therefore it gets dark really early, like five o'clock. So we get back in, we ate a Cafe Orleans for dinner. That was the first time we'd ever eaten there. We have delicious dinner. We did the, um, the, why is the name escaping me? We did the Monte Cristo, their most famous sandwich there and wished that we would have split it because it was, you know, ginormous. We had Mickey Mouse shaped beignets with, um, 
uh, dipping sauce, raspberry, and I think it was a chocolate sauce because it was the holidays. It was our first experience at Cafe Orleans, and it just set the tone for us. We It became a favorite instantly. We sat outside where we were freezing, and we ate this most delicious meal, and it just was so good. I think I had a bowl of gumbo before we started the Monte Cristo, and that gumbo was so warm and tasty and was just so New Orleans flavoring, and it was just exactly what you would want when you're very, very cold. So then we decided to go on the Pirates of the Caribbean, and my husband and son got separated in the crowd a little bit, so it was just my daughter and me, and we were walking with the crowd, and you know, it's not super convenient for them to rush up to the front. And I was frustrated that we got separated and I didn't want to hold back. I kept thinking they were going to catch up, but they didn't. So my daughter and I get on Pirates of the Caribbean without my husband and um, son. And I'm frustrated about it, right? I'm not very happy about this, but I'm going to make the most of it. And so she and I get in the boat. And we start on Pirates. And this is her first time ever being on Pirates. And that's when I realized, man, when you look at this ride through a two-year-old's eyes, this ride is pretty scary because Pirates are scary, right? And it's literally and figuratively dark. So I'm she's snuggling next to me. She's a little freaked out by this. And it's pretty cold, right? And it's not cold inside. Um, it was cold before we got in there. So she was kind of warming up. And so we go through the ride, and again, I'm kind of frustrated that um, they're not with us, but I'm enjoying the ride, and I'm trying to show her fun things and, you know, kind of hold her tight so she's not scared. We go through the whole ride, and when you exit, there's a little gift shop right there, a Pirates of the Caribbean gift shop, and I decide to go in there, and I find a Pirates of the Caribbean blanket, and I'm going to buy it because... She is so cold, like I can feel her hands are like freezing and her face is cold and I am cold. So I buy this awesome Pirates of the Caribbean blanket. I wrap her around it. I wrap it around her rather and get her nice and cuddly and warm and I'm holding her and I'm waiting for my husband and son, which I really don't know how many boats they are behind me like I don't really know logically how long I would be waiting for them so we're sitting on like this half wall waiting for them to come out and waiting and waiting and waiting and I'm like sure that they should be out by now and they're not and it's freezing and I'm cuddling with her and I'm growing more frustrated and then what feels like maybe 30 minutes later which is long past when they should have gotten out they come out and tell me and my daughter, how they got stuck on the ride. And they had to evacuate the boats and they had to, you know, they turned the lights on and they had to exit through the back. And I felt really bad for them. One, I was frustrated and then they got stuck. And then I was super grateful that my daughter was not on that uh, because that would have just like really scared her. So lesson learned right there. I should really be more patient. And I was grateful that it worked out exactly the way that it did. So we are absolutely freezing. We've got her blanket on. We're all really cold. We're going around and we're, um, you know, just trying to do as many attractions as we can. 
And my husband and son decide they're going to go on, um, I believe, Autopia. And my daughter is just a little young. So I say, hey, I'm going to take her on Finding Nemo because it's a submarine ride and I figure I can get her out of the elements. I have no idea what the ride is like or anything, but I figure that it's probably going to cater to her since she's young and it's like I said, it's going to get us out of the cold. So we get in line and we get in, you know, we, we, if you've ever been on Finding Nemo, you have to like take the spiral staircase down into like a row of seats and each seat has a little porthole that you're going to watch the attraction. And there's two rows, right? So you, two spiral staircases and both are entering at the same time and going down the opposite side of the rows from each other and you find a place to sit and we happen to be somewhere in the middle as soon as we get into finding nemo it is so warm in there it is so comforting i am so happy that we go in there but then the realization starts to hit me oh my gosh we are in a submarine the door closes and I'm watching it close there was a calm that washed over me I don't know if they pump oxygen in I don't know what happened but I was so relaxed I felt like there was classical music kind of playing in the background which is very soothing and I felt very, very calm and very, very warm. Like it didn't even phase me now. And so I was able to focus on the attraction, which is absolutely adorable. And we went through it and she loved it and she giggled. And it was 15 minutes of just pure entertainment. I absolutely love that ride. And if you've listened to my episode, you know that I have experienced a lot of claustrophobia with that ride and learned to overcome it. But at that particular first time, it was absolutely perfect. So we go through the ride, we get out. I am so happy that I did that. I will just never forget how awesome it is. So we go on for, um, you know, we, we continue on. Now let's talk about what's going on around us, right? So I was focusing on get, keeping warm. But as we continued on our night and Disneyland goes from day to night at Christmas time, there are not enough words to describe how beautiful that property is. You don't even realize how many trees are around you until there are lights in them, white lights all over the place. It is like walking through this beautiful fair ground and all of these lights in the trees and all of these archways come to life that you didn't even notice before and they're everywhere and some trees have Christmas bulbs hanging from them so it looks like its own little decorated Christmas tree there's obviously a lot of decorations facades have so many lights on them this was pre-projection so, um, you know, now on Main Street, they do a lot of projections on the buildings and on the castle and it's a small world and all of that. This is before that. It was just all decorated by lights. So as you go through, like, for example, over by um, 
right in front of the Mark Twain boat and over by Big Thunder. There's a lot of trees right there and they have a lot of Christmassy lights in them. But then all around you, there's all these white lights and all the trees and all the decorations. But then you go by the castle and the castle is not just lit up. It's lit up in a way that looks like icicles are falling from it. There's a blue and white hue that comes off of the castle that is sparkly and like snow and like Tinkerbell just like sprinkled her little dust on it. It's so beautiful. And if you've ever watched the lighting of the castle, a few lights come on and you think, oh, that's so beautiful. And then a few more come on and you're like, whoa, look at that. And then more and more. And it just keeps growing in beauty. And then you just can't believe how many lights are on there. So we're watching the lights, the castle, there's music playing. We didn't sit there and watch like a lighting ceremony. It's just the, the, um, what they did at that time, which is different than what they do now is we happen to be just by pure luck or by Mickey Mouse intervention, however you want to say it. We were standing by Main Street and the PA person said, may I have your attention, please? That very distinct Disney voice, Disneyland voice. And he said, we're about to turn the lights off. We ask that you stay where you are for safety reasons or whatever. And they turn down the lights to where it is so dark, not pitch black by any means, but pretty darn dark. And then they turn on the castle and it is breathtaking going from some backlighting because there's always like lights, you know, like aiming towards it to these magical snow, wintry wonderland look. And I'm just looking at it like, oh my gosh. And my daughter's eyes are so big as she's watching it. And they do like this little ceremony. I can't even tell you what they're saying because I'm so mesmerized. And then all of a sudden it starts snowing on Main Street and snow is falling from, I have no idea where it's like from the sky. Like if you look up, you can't even tell where it's coming from. I mean, if you sat back and watched it and tried to figure it out, you could, but why would you want to ruin the magic? It just was falling on us. It was like, I literally got choked up. It was so beautiful. She was so excited. She loved every second of it, which only made my heart swell more. And I was in love with this beautiful display they just put on in a matter of moments that we just happened to come by. It was fantastic. Recommendation number one is to absolutely plan if you go to Disneyland at Christmas time to make sure that you are in that area, even if you have to plant your booty that you are in that area watching the lighting of the castle. Now it's a lot more of a show than it was back then. It's like a production. It's still awesome and it still has all those wonderful things. And then some, it has projections, like definitely do it. 
Um, but, but make that part of your routine because you will not be disappointed and your children will not be disappointed. It, like it's, I mean, I, I know we say the word all the time, but there's a reason why people say magical. It really is very magical. And it's done with the level of quality that you would expect from Disney. Like it's just, it's like a production. It's like one of their movies. So we're, you know, we see this whole castle lighting up, the snow, we're just like taking it all in, getting all choked up. So then we are going to go to my favorite ride, which we all know is It's a Small World. And (laughs) to say there's some lights on It's a Small World is like saying the ocean is wet. It's just not profound enough. I, I don't even know how any of Anaheim could possibly have electricity because Disneyland has used it all up for all of these lights. That facade of It's a Small World is one of the most awesome things I have ever seen. There are so many Christmas lights on the building, on the topiaries, on the archways, on the boats, on the walkway, the music and you know the song is always playing both inside the ride and right outside the ride and at christmas time it's it's intermixed with it's a small world and jingle bells and you don't even notice that they transition from one song to the other so it's like you're getting christmas music without even realizing it and you're singing along and you don't even realize you just changed songs but you know what's coming next it's just unbelievable so this is just from the outside okay i had never seen it's a small world on the inside at Christmas time. So I'm just blown away by how absolutely gorgeous it is. And I have so many pictures on my Instagram and I I will post another one because there's just there are just no words. It's just sorry, I just hit the microphone. I get so excited. It's so breathtaking. So we're taking pictures and we're just in awe, just totally in awe over the uh, facade of It's a Small World. And then we get on a boat and we go inside. (laughs) And I didn't think I could love this ride anymore. The decorations, the sprinkling of Christmas throughout the entire attraction, like it doesn't lose its normal charm and appeal and cuteness. It doesn't lose any of that. It just gets enhanced with all of these Christmas decorations and touches of colors and wintry type decor just sprinkled throughout, not over the top, just again, the most tastefully done. It just makes it so beautiful. So you get on the boat, you're going through, and once again, the song is playing, intermixed with jingle bells, you're taking in, it's like writing it for the first time all over again because there's so much to see and do. I mean, even today I will write as a small world and find new things, but during the holiday season, there's more to look at. And so it's just like, you're trying to take it all in and it just is so awesome. And around every corner and through every archway, it's something new that you're taking, that you're looking for. And you're just seeing all of this awesomeness. So it's like 15 minutes of a completely renovated ride. And it's just awesome. It's so awesome. And just like Nemo, it was so cold outside. But once you get in 
inside the building. It's so warm and inviting and there's smells inside there as well. Like you, again, you don't realize how you are associating all of this excitement and all of this Christmas wonder with these wonderful smells that are either piped in or whatever they're, I mean, they have to be piped in because I know they're not baking and it's a small world, but it's like this whole experience that you don't even realize yet how much you are experiencing. You just know that you're having this wonderful experience. So you, you know, we go through it. I'm like a little kid, like I've like four again and I'm in heaven and I'm loving it. And it's just oh, overwhelmingly awesome. We get out of the attraction. I can't stop looking at the facade. I'm taking pictures. I am just like, this was worth the price of admission right here. Like, I know people love the castle for good reason, because the castle is awesome. But It's a Small World is just over the top amazing. And now they do projections off the facade. They still light it up and all of that. And they do a lighting ceremony where it's dark and then like they do a countdown. Then they turn on the lights and it's amazing and all of that. All worth seeing. Recommend you plan around that. But then they also do projections. So it's really cool. So we have done so many amazing things and just just things that we always did, but they're different at Christmas time. So, you know, we go into some shops and they have all these Christmas special treats, you know, for the holidays, gingerbread men. And I put on a Facebook, no, sorry, an Instagram post a couple years ago. The gingerbread man cookie at Disneyland is hands down the best cookie, gingerbread cookie I have ever had. It has the most perfect spice level. It's soft and moist and delicious. Oh my gosh. So you've got, you know, all these wonderful holiday offerings in the way of Christmassy stuff that's decorated in like red and white and green. And it just has all like blue and white and all of these wonderful Christmas feelings to them. There's Hanukkah, There's just like so many holiday offerings and, you know, special seasonal dinner and dessert and just treats all around. So you've got that plus all these wonderful smells. Again, spicy, like cinnamon and cloves and apple and just all those smells and tastes you associate with this time of year. So we've got all of that going on. We've got all the Christmas decorations all around us, the lights, just the beauty of everything. It's just so gorgeous. And again, the trees and the lights in the trees and the garland just hanging all over the place and the extra lighting that's all around you. So we're, you know, we're taking this all in. I've just written, you know, It's a Small World, which is my favorite. And then we go on the storybook canal boats, which, I mean, talk about taking those white twinkly lights to the next level. That's already a totally awesome attraction during the day because you get to see all those miniature buildings with all of the princesses and characters from all the stories and you you know there's a story that goes along with it that they give you as you're taking the ride but at night it's not about those miniatures although you see them it's about the landscaping that's around you that you probably didn't notice the same during the day that just comes alive at night from going through that treed archway Right before you get into the whale's mouth, there's all these lights in the trees and it's so gorgeous and you go through it and then it opens up to all those miniatures and 
just the, like I said, the landscaping around you, the uh, Casey Jr. circus train is going above your head. You can hear people laughing. You've got some more of those smells. You've got a churro cart nearby. So you've got the smell of churro and popcorn and hot chocolate and coffee and all of these I'm cold and it's warm, smelling, inviting deliciousness around you. And this ride is so adorable. And oh, it's just magic, just pure magic. So we go off of that ride and we just, we just cannot take it all in. There's so much and we don't even know the impact it has on us yet. And then you, you know, we, it's starting to get a little bit late. It's cold. My daughter's falling asleep in the stroller. So this is day one. So we are going to call it a day and rinse and repeat the next day, which we do. But when you go back to your room and you start to think through all of the day, you know, it's you're exhausted, but a good exhausted, right? She's so tired. We clean her up, get her ready for bed. She sleeps like she's never slept before, but like a happy, exhausted sleep. And then we do this process all over again. And it isn't until you step away and you smell one of those familiar smells, like you walk into a mall or a store or a restaurant and you get that familiar, you know, pumpkin, apple, spice type of baking smell. And it just transports you right back to Disneyland. And you get that feeling in your stomach and in your chest that just makes you just take a second and just feel the joy that you did when you were there. And again, that's, you didn't realize until you get a whiff of one of those familiar smells that you're like, oh, it brings you right back to Disneyland. It is so powerful. Or you hear a Christmas song that you didn't realize you heard when you were in Disneyland and you hear it on the radio and you're like, oh my gosh, it just brings you back to that place. And it just stays with you in a way that is different than any other experience. Everything from the cast members costumes to the decorations to the food offerings the Christmas tree which I didn't even mention when you're exiting because we don't we didn't hang out by Main Street but when we exited and we saw that Christmas tree lit up and it's so tall and it's so beautiful and it was beautiful in the day and it's more beautiful at night and you're just Like everything is so special and you're back in your everyday life and you're getting little reminders as you go through the holiday season of that time and it just brings you back and it puts such a smile on your face and the attractions that have a different overlay like the Haunted Mansion and It's a Small World, their Christmas, that particular time I, I... That first day, we didn't ride Haunted Mansion in the overlay, so I didn't go through that. Like, I didn't give you that experience like I did the others. But in going back, you you know it. And 
it all ties together that it's special and unique. It's not just your everyday visit to the park. It's a special visit to the park. You have special experiences that you only get during this time, special offerings, special smells and lights and decorations. And it makes that trip very special to you and very memorable because it was unique and it wasn't like anything you had experienced before. And although you know that you love it. You know you love Disneyland every day, 365. This is something new and exciting to love, something different to love, something that takes it to a different level. And for that, I will always love Disneyland at Christmas time. And from that one visit nine years ago, we went to Disneyland at Christmas time every year we possibly could to experience that because the rest of the time is wonderful and magical in its own way. And although I love Haunted Mansion's um, Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, I also love the original. And while I love It's a Small World Christmas time, I love the original. And every season they decorate for something, nothing like Christmas, of course, but every visit has something special but Christmas is just so special and there's so many things I didn't even explain but this is going on long enough that some of this you should just experience from the parades and the way that the the characters are dressed up wintry and warm and the floats are decorated and they just look different and just there's just so much that's going on it's like it's a production. It's an event to go at Christmas time. And that's just Disneyland. There's DCA, which is a completely fun and exciting experience all by itself. And then downtown Disney is transformed as well based on Christmas and all the decorations, not just trees, but presents under trees or randomly and giant Christmas bulbs. And just there's so much to see at Christmas time. And I'm super sad that none of us will get to experience it this year, but it will make it even more special next year because it has to be open next year. So if you take nothing away from this episode, I hope you take away the fact that please try to plan a trip to the Disneyland Resort around Christmas time. I don't recommend Christmas Day because that's like their busiest day of the year and it's uncomfortably busy and crowded. But the first week of December is a really good time. It has been that way for us. We've also gone pretty close to Christmas and it was, you know, it was obviously more crowded. But if you're just going to pick a time, I would recommend the first week in December Make that a priority. You will not be disappointed. Allow yourself to enter and be a kid again. Allow yourself to enjoy it and not try to figure it out. Allow yourself to take in all the sights and sounds and smells and just enjoy it. Get your camera ready because you're going to take a million pictures. But also put your camera away at times and just enjoy the magic that is 
Christmas time at the Disneyland Resort. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that all of you have a very happy holiday season. You're staying safe and healthy and know that I appreciate you and I will see you or I should say speak to you next week. Until then, bye. Thank you.